Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. I am crazy excited tonight. So I normally am just super excited, but tonight I'm crazy excited, Nikki. You Nikki, never get this excited for just I'm, me. For I'm, I know. I do get excited for you. <laughs> Don't give me crap, but I'm, I'm very excited tonight. So I'm going to set this up with a story before I even do the introduction. So, so I started CrossFitting back in 2011. And back in my day, uh, when the, all us old men were just starting to CrossFit, there was no such thing as streaming. Like we didn't know what the games were. We didn't know any of that. We were just working out together as friends. And, uh, you know, we just heard that the games had gone on and that Rich Froning and Annie Thor's daughter had won the games and we didn't know who the heck those people were. Right. Well, the following year, um, I was training at CrossFit Distinction, which was my gym at the time. And, uh, Julie Fouché started training there. Now, I'd never been around games athletes before, and it was actually her and Scott Pancheck. And so I'm watching Julie train. I want you to keep in mind, I'm not the physical specimen I am now, Nikki. Like, not even close, right? No, I can't even imagine a world where you I, aren't the physical hard, specimen you are now. It's hard to believe. I know. But so I'm watching Julie train, and at the time in my mind, I'm like, this is the, the pinnacle of fitness. Like, I'd never seen anybody do what she was capable of doing. Like, she would just come in there and, and just like not stop for like two hours. And I was just blown away by it. Well, I'll give you kind of the cliff notes. She leaves and goes to the games and she loses. And like, I couldn't believe it. And so like, I'm watching it and she lost to Annie Thor's daughter who's with us tonight. And, and so Annie, I got to tell you, like you immediately became for me, like the Michael Jordan of our sport. Like I had never seen anyone not only be able to do what uh, you were capable of doing, but do it with a smile. Like that was what was blowing me away. Like I was going out, I, you know, I was 41, 42 at the time going out and dying in these like 10 minute AMRAPs and you're out there like killing yourself and just smiling the whole way. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so this is a true story. The only athlete I've ever bought a t-shirt with a name on was yours. The only one ever. Oh my God. That's so cool. And, and then because I'm a, a dad of daughters, I have two daughters uh, who are amazing, both of them, my youngest CrossFits. And so the first thing I did was buy her a tank top that says daughter on the back. And so now she's the wad daughter for whatever that's worth. So, yes. So that's a long story <laughs> to say we have Annie Thor's daughter on tonight. Annie, thank you for joining us. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm super excited. And that was an awesome story. Thank you. I love it. Well, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, I know you've obviously never been on the show. And like most people, other than Nikki and my parents, you've probably never listened to the show. But <laughs> but Nikki, Nikki's the real talent. So she's going to ask you all the questions. I'm probably just going to say some dumb stuff. So just bear with us as we as we go through it. Full disclosure, we have no idea what we're doing here yet. But we're so excited to have you, especially given uh, your most recent news, which is like the first thing top of mind that I want to talk about. Congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you. Thank you. you must be Thank so you. stoked. Yes. Super scary. Very exciting. Yeah. A lot of mixed emotions, but I'm sure. overall I am like very excited about this. So for anyone who doesn't know, Annie and Frederick just announced uh, that they're going to have a little one coming along the way. And, and I guess my first question for you is, I'm just so excited that we get a chance to talk to you and you're still in these early stages. How are you feeling? <laughs> like, what is your body doing? How is it different from how you normally feel when you train and when you just, you know, do your day to day? Well, obviously it is a little bit different. <laughs> I like know my body so well and have gotten to know it so well throughout the years. Um, 
so I can feel all the changes that are happening, uh, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Um, I, I think it's incredible uh, what, when women can go through without feeling anything. Like, that must be amazing. <laughs> totally. But I think I'm in a pretty good, like, according to what I've heard and read, I think things are going really well for me. Like, I didn't have any morning sickness and no, like, that pains or anything throughout it um, for, for like the first trimester. I'm through the first trimester. Um, but obviously it is, it is different. Like the reason I feel like the reason I get out of bed in the morning is because I am super excited at my breakfast. Like I love my breakfast. <laughs> Wait, how is that different then, from usual? <laughs> <laughs> that's new. No, like, that's, I, that's new for you. Cause I, that's me on a daily. I have no excuse. <laughs> no, that used to be how I was, but that's the thing that changed. Oh, like no that changed for me. I couldn't eat my oatmeal anymore in the morning. I'm like, this is like my favorite thing. And then all of a sudden I like didn't have any appetite for it. I didn't want to eat a lot of vegetables. I didn't want to eat a lot of meat. So it was kind of hard for me for about like two, three weeks to get in a lot of protein, which I, I actually use supplements to get in enough protein for me and like the cravings were I was just I needed some different types of food and then I obviously had to work with it I started drinking carbs and drinking protein to like make sure I was getting the nutrition that I needed but it was it was kind of odd because usually it's not like I'm very obsessed with food usually I need to kind of I love the first bites and then I need to finish what's on the plate because like I weigh and measure and I follow Mm -hmm. my macros really well and I'm very aware of what I need during training, after training, before I go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, like these things had to just change a little bit. Usually Frederick's on the top of it. Like if I have cravings for something a little bit unhealthy or whatever, then he's like, no, it's not today. <laughs> Ooh, try saying <laughs> that to a pregnant You know, <laughs> he was more just happy like yeah just eat something you just need to eat something <laughs> yeah of course so that was that was really weird to go through that and then I felt like I had like period pains for like con- consecutive two three weeks which is just means like lower ba- uh, lower back ache yeah um but otherwise I felt really good I haven't it was obviously very strange for me to stop drinking pre-workout. Uh, right, I can't right. have the caffeine. So that was also like, I love just, I don't know if it, well, it is the effect, obviously, of the caffeine, but also just the taste of my pre-workout. Like, I know I'm going to the gym. I know I'm going training. And I had like these couple of sessions where I was like, I really don't feel like being here. I just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's such... For, for an elite athlete, routine is so important. It's half of, like you yes. said, like half of your mentality is staying in that routine. And I'm sure that on top of the physical changes, just mentally, that had to have thrown you off like crazy. Yeah, it was it, it was different than I, expe- I expected. I don't know exactly what I was expecting, uh, but I I didn't expect the changes to happen so early, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I thought I would just be able to continue and push. And like, obviously my training, we can go a little bit into that. Like my training has, has to change a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was kind of strange. Like these immediate changes that had to be like no pre-workout, no caffeine. And at the same time, you're getting kind of tired and you don't have the same appetite. And 
you're not telling anyone you're pregnant because it's still so new and right. it's those early weeks that are the hardest, like for real. Right. Right. And then you're like, no, I'm so, not fat. I swear I'm not getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to work exactly. out or eat vegetables. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like my training partners at home, everything like Yami is starting to program. Like I told my coach, obviously, because he spends a lot of time programming for me and I want to make sure that I'm doing things the right way. So I've had to start monitoring my training and like I, I use a heart rate monitor almost for every single conditioning session I do anyways. Mm-hmm. But now I use it to monitor to make sure that I'm not going too hard. So like I'm never going above 90% of my VO2 max, like cool. just making sure to keep it safe. And then all of a sudden, like the girls I train with at home, I'm like, you guys, you guys need to beat me in this workout. Like you should try to go hard. I'm going to go with this heart rate. And I can't tell them why I'm like, ah, I'm just testing. I'm just testing something with my heart. I'm just keeping the intensity a little bit lower. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they are for sure figuring out something's up. <laughs> <laughs> they know. But it was a little weird. I, I don't, I don't think how many people, maybe like a week before I announced it, people at my gym and around me were starting to expect things. Sure. But I think I was able to keep it like pretty, pretty good for a long time because I didn't start showing and I continued wearing a sports bra. And then I think like people that started expecting that I was pregnant, they were probably like, Oh, she would never be wearing a sports bra then. She wouldn't be showing that she's getting a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. She will be trying to hide it better. I'm like, I'm going to make it look like I'm not hiding anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like pregnant ladies who don't want you to know they're pregnant are the sneakiest people on the planet. (laughs) They're like holding like bottles of beer, like pretending to take sips. I'm like, what? what? I get it though. I get it. That's, that's tough. Especially if, if anything goes wrong, you want to be very careful about, you know, what you say and how you are. And and I understand that fully. Exactly. You just want to wait until you know that it's there to stay like anything can happen. And that's not, that's not necessarily something that you would like to share in the moment. It would probably be something I would share later on, but not in the moment. Like you just want to keep it to yourself at that point. Yeah. That makes sense. But you are still training. And so when you were, uh, you know, yeah. able to say to the people at the gym and, and the people in our community that, that you were finally uh, in the clear and expecting and all of that, like, how do you continue training given the fact that you're feeling pretty good and you're staying conscious of what you can and can't do? Like, what does that look like for you right now? I am learning a lot as I go. Um, I have, thankfully, I have really good people around me. I've read a ton of stuff. My coach has been reading a ton of stuff. Um, there's someone in my family that is like an oncologist and yeah. And like there are, there's quite a few people in Iceland that know who I am and that are then willing to help me and try to assist me. The only issue with pregnancy is that there isn't a lot of research out there. There isn't a lot of things. And it makes sense. Like, I would never want to put myself in this group of like, oh, let's see if this is safe or not. Totally. Like, it isn't one of those things that you're willing to test test yourself on. So that it's it gives you like a little bit different perspective. And that was one of the things that has also surprised me a little bit is. So every time I go to the gym, I go there to get better, like. 
every session, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not trying to PR every single time, but I'm making sure that I get the most out of every single training session. Mm -hmm. If I'm tired and I'm not going heavy, then yes, I am going to focus on form and I'm going to get a lot of high quality reps in there. When I'm doing a workout, that extra like 5% faster, that's where I'm getting better. Like I push the limit. I push the envelope. I'm I never want to finish a workout knowing I leave some in the tank. And then now all of a sudden you go to the gym and it's like, wow, I am not doing this to compete at the CrossFit Games this year. I am not here to get better anymore. All of a sudden, my number one priority is not just me. Mm-hmm. Like as an athlete, it is kind of like a selfish lifestyle that you need to live. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, number one, two, and three is obviously that my child is going to be healthy when that comes out. Mm -hmm. And then I need to think about my body being as good as possible after giving birth that I can get into training and Mm -hmm. continue going towards my goal. And I, that's the thing. My priority there hasn't really changed in a way that I want to come back. I want to continue competing. Who knows what's going to happen, but like, We now have, there are some incredible role models out there that have shown that you can do so. And just recently, like Kara Webb, seeing how she's coming back from birth, it's, that's an inspiration to me. And hopefully I can become that kind of inspiration to other women as well. But it's not, it's not going to change my identity of who I am. I am still a competitive athlete and competitive person. So for me, it just really matters to me that the child comes out healthy and then I come out good on the other side. And that means I need to tune down my training. Yeah. yeah. I, I suspect as a competitive athlete, Annie, you're going to figure out uh, how to get to this pregnancy and still train like crazy. And I'm just going to ask you to not post any videos of lifting more weight than me while you're like nine months pregnant, because my, <laughs> my fragile male ego cannot handle it at all. Uh, no, it's kind of, Yeah. It is kind of funny how how much you can still do. And that's what I'm figuring out along the way. Like I am still training most of the days. I am training twice a day. I do it with the hardware monitor, my conditioning sessions. I read a lot about that you can get your VIA to max up during your pregnancy. Like there's a lot of things that can actually be positive. My body, my knees and my shoulders haven't felt this good. And I don't know how long, like they're feeling better because the intensity is going down Yeah, yeah. and then my body is recovering better. So I'm like, this is maybe just a great mental and physical break for me Totally. where I don't have to be pushing the envelope quite as hard, but I can still mentally and physically my hormones, then whatever happens with the kid as well. Like it is going to be not just better for me, it's going to be better for my kid as well if I train because it makes me feel better. And totally. I can still lift. I need to be conscious of what it is that I'm doing. And I, I do know my body so well that it, it is semi-easy for me to see. And then, yeah, at the moment, the, the biggest thing for me is making sure that my apps are going to stay okay, like not separating too much yep. because like... I, oh, yeah. I want to make sure my core is going to be strong after this as well. That's yeah. what I need for my lower back. So that's, that's like the biggest priority at the moment, but otherwise I can do a lot of things. 
We've learned a lot about uh, the separation of the abs, which is diastasis recti. I think I said that right uh, in the last few years. Yeah. And, you know, d- 10 years ago, even women were coming back from pregnancy thinking that oh, if I just do as many crunches as possible, I'm going to get my midline back to where it was. And that's like actually the worst thing that you can possibly do. Like, we've learned yeah. so much more about that stuff recently that it's cool that you've immersed yourself in all this education to figure out like, yeah, this is what I need right now. And I'm going to go by feel and figure it out. And that's what I'm going to need for later. And it's important for if I want to come back, I think it's also really great to hear that, you know, you've got this plan to continue as a competitor on paper, but it sounds like you're yeah. willing to see how you feel and willing to see how it goes as well. Yeah, of course. You're going to have to do that. But I think for my mental health, I need to believe I can do that. <laughs> we also need to believe I have you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Like, it's too much fun. I still love, I I don't know why or how, but I still just, I love training so much. It just makes me so happy. So I, I need to know that I can continue doing that. Totally. Totally. Well, I <laughs> it mean, like change you said, who you are, just getting a kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I think mom strength is like a thing. Like for exactly. Real. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I have a slew of absolutely. like, um, the usual questions that I'm sure you're already sick of because everyone asks, but I want to ask them too. Like, are you going to find out if it's a boy or a girl? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Hell need yeah. any more surprises. I want to know. <laughs> hey, so j- just so I can suggest, uh, John Woolley's a good name for a boy or a girl. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah, Thank you. Know. I appreciate Woolley, the Thor's daughter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a mutual decision or were you like, listen, Freddie? <clears throat> well, I asked him, I said, I want to know, what do you think? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, I'm up cool. for that too. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And do I don't think have- it's going to ruin anything. And I think it will make it easier than to try to think of names. Oh, I'm a hundred percent with you. Totally. <laughs> and, like, do you have, uh, you know, like ideas already, you got names picked out and you got a theme for your room and all that stuff. Or are you kind of letting that fall by the wayside yet? I, I am definitely not there yet. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll probably start thinking about that soon. I've obviously started thinking about names already, but I, I, I don't know. Cause yeah. there's so many like really strong Icelandic names that I just love. And I had, I had almost decided like a bunch of names that I was going to name my kids before I met Frederick. Of course. Uh, but he kind of needs to be able to pronounce them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, does he know? I mean, <laughs> no, not so right. And I also think it would be cool to have it a global name. Like it has been so comfortable for me going to the states, and people can actually pronounce and say my name. So I would like it to be something like that. So there's there's a lot of things to consider and think about. If so it was cool. just me in Iceland, uh, not thinking about traveling or what would be convenient for the kid, then I probably would already have some Icelandic names ready. <laughs> how, how courteous of you to your husband and the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> Trying um, to think big picture here. <laughs> of course. Of course. No, I, my, my biggest question for you through all of this is I kind of feel like we're like the same demographic, right? And I feel like everyone, all my friends, it's like late twenties to early thirties. We're finally in that age where we've all gotten married and we're starting to have kids. And I mean, anyone younger or older can relate to this as well. If that's in your, in your purview or your rear view, as a, as a woman who's also thinking about getting into that stage of life, I mean, there's so many unknowns, like you said, and so many mixed emotions. I'm so curious to know, like, 
what are you most excited about when you like, you know, fall asleep at night and you're like, oh, this is happening. It's so cool. It's going to be like this. And also what is, what is scariest to you right now? Because both of those things Ooh. matter so much on the spectrum of, of learning new things and figuring out your body and what you're going through. I think what I'm the most excited about is like, I am at the end of this, I am actually going to have a child that's like a mix of my, my genes and Fredericks. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to create the kind of bond with it as I have with my parents, like mm-hmm. me and my mom, we have a really weird relationship. Like we are so close. Yeah. I talk to her at least once a day and she is my best friend. So I'm very excited to hopefully I'll be able to create create that kind of connection with my kid. And I'm also like, I'm also just, it's, it maybe sounds weird, but I'm also just so excited that my parents are going to get, like my kid is going to get to know my parents. That's so cool. I am very excited about that part that they're going to get hopefully the same kind of relationship or similar kind of relationship with them as I had with them. Yeah. Like it's, I, that's really important to me that family is yeah my family is just so close so I'm excited that I am going to be bringing someone into the world that's going to going to be a part of that at some point I love that Um, and what scares me the most is probably uh just I I don't want to lose my identity I there's nothing wrong with just becoming a mom because becoming a mom is not a just I I will never say that and I'm never going to say that this is going to be easy and I definitely don't know what I'm doing <laughs> like I'm gonna have to figure it out as I go yeah. how to raise a kid but I obviously have a lot of ideas and opinions and not what I want but I I want to continue being me too yeah. and I think that's so important to me is is being me, not just becoming a mom, but being my own identity at the yeah. same time. You know, Annie, you'll do that. I mean, I, I, I'm a dad, so I got two daughters, and you almost develop like a joint identity. Like you, you've got yourself and what you do and what you love to do, and you're obviously elite athlete, and you know, I'm gonna call you world famous, but you know, you're <laughs> Annie Thor's daughter, and then and then you've got your kids, and they view you different than anyone else. You know, like between yeah. the age zero and 10, my kids thought I was brilliant. They thought I was the smartest man on the planet. And then the first time <laughs> Megan saw me Google her homework, she realized I wasn't. And then I became Aww. a different person to her. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's so but, good. <laughs> but you carry, you carry that uh, forever. And, and that relationship continues to grow. And like that relationship you're talking about with your mom will absolutely carry on with your child. So I wouldn't worry about that. I think you'll be able to keep your identity. I would be shocked if you didn't. It's just difficult because I feel like we are shepherding in uh, maybe not a new generation of women, but like an evolved generation of women where like going back as early as our grandparents age, you know, they, they didn't do much oftentimes other than stay home and raise kids. And now that we've got these, you know, big careers and this global movement of moving up the chain and all sorts of, I mean, it's, it's new territory. It's new shit to figure out and to be proud of your career and to be proud of your accomplishments and to want to stick with them and get back to them and, and, you know, have no desire to leave them behind. Like that's a, that's an interesting new dynamic that we have to figure out as ladies and as men who support us. Like, how do I make sure that I'm 
exactly the type of mom or parent that I want to be and not feel uh, weird or guilty or too stressed out or whatever, unable to balance going back to exactly what I want in my life. Here's what will be yeah. hard for you. Here's what's going to be hard for you. Your kid's not going to care about any medal you ever win. <laughs> They don't care. They don't care at all. Like it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what I do. My daughters are unimpressed, completely and totally unimpressed. So yeah, I don't. I don't really care about that part. The only thing I care about is that they will hopefully get the inspiration to dare to take a chance. Yeah, like I dare to take a chance. I decided not to become a doctor. I decided to go the athlete route. And I feel like that's a scary route to take. I'm not saying that that's the life I want for my kids. I, they will choose whatever they want. And maybe I want them to take the safe path. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but whatever it is that they would do, I, I just want them to know that they're going to have to, what I expect from them is working really hard for it. I mean, you're setting the best sort of like role model stance that you possibly could, even just given, you know, continuing to train through your pregnancy and and sharing your story with the rest of the communities. It's so helpful to so many people. So that's, I think that's really great. Thank you. Yeah. And then who knows when I stand on top of the podium and like that. 65 age group or something like (laughs) wait wait wait. that's my that's my age group that's that's my age group don't take my weights away from me that's me come on well so given given now that you know this season looks way different for you um and also given sort of all the other all the other things that have been going on for you like this is the second year now that you have uh, a sanctional to your name that you're going to be holding that and there's been a lot of change uh in the overall landscape for you so you know given your experience with the competition in Iceland and now you know not participating what does the rest of the season or the rest of the year look like for you Definitely going to be different uh and it's also kind of weird I've it's crazy. I've gone to the CrossFit Games every single year since 2009. Mm-hmm. I've gone to the CrossFit Games. Like, that's my summer. And the same for my parents. Like, their summer vacation goes to going to the CrossFit Games. Totally. So, all of a sudden, like, this year, we're probably going to be home. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your well, actual due date or, or timing? It's the 5th of August. Oh yeah, so girl. I'll be mm-hmm. watching the CrossFit games and then hopefully just going straight to the hospital right after and doing my CrossFit games. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I think what I do get out of this is I can actually kind of enjoy the season from a different perspective um it's definitely not something that i would choose except for under the circumstances it's yeah. obviously something that i choose and <laughs> yeah. i am gonna i think i'm gonna enjoy it i am gonna, obviously i have my own yeah i have the sanctionals in iceland and we're gonna be hosting that uh third to fifth of april and then i am going for the first time i'm going to Waterpalooza. yeah i am gonna go to the german throwdown i am gonna go to rogues uh, invitational. like, I am, I can actually let myself travel for more things and more events because not, it's not number one, two, and three for me, just training, sleeping, routine, being at home, making sure that I get the most out of every single session. Like 
I can actually travel and I can be become a little bit more a part of the community in a way. I, I can get to experience more of the events and see more. And I think there's so much to learn from that as well. So, so cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I, I get to be a part of even more things instead. You know, now that you can, now that you can travel and and make more connections and and sort of meet more people, it's reminding me that I wanted to ask you about, you know, last year you made a splash about uh, having uh, one of your contracts with one of your sponsors uh, sort of be very inclusive of when you decided to begin a family and leave for pregnancy or leave the competition floor for, for pregnancy. And First of all, it's su- sadly surprising that that is like a <laughs> something that makes me even <laughs> talk about in that respect. But it, that just sort of made me think like, I wonder how many other people are going to see you traveling and see you still training through your pregnancy, maybe even bring you on board at, at a time like this. I mean, how, how did you manage to make that such a priority in that type of a sponsorship contract? And, and what do you think it's doing for you moving forward? Honestly, it wasn't something that I had even thought about. It was something that they had gone through with one of their athletes. So that was noon. Mm-hmm. And they they were just very clear on that when I signed with them. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even in my mind. So I think it's very cool timing that that actually happened. Yeah. What, like half a year ago or nine months ago or something that all that debacle came up. And then now I am going through that situation. But I was nervous calling my sponsors. I obviously talked to all of my sponsors before announcing it publicly. Yeah. Um, that this had ha- like happened, that yeah. this was going to happen. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, everyone has to say they're happy for me. But it was incredible. Like the response from every single one of them. I am not going to get emotional here. I, no. I tend to get really emotional these days. But <laughs> it was... It was really, really cool how, how incredibly well they all took it, like how supportive they were. And it, it was, it was really cool to me. I honestly didn't expect it. Uh, and I feel like every single one of them has my back and is just so excited for me. Also, most of, most of the people that I am working with, I have been working with for a long time. Roke, I've been working with them for over a decade now. That's crazy. Uh, I signed with them 2010 and we've, we've had such an incredible relationship, uh, every year together. So, and it's the same. It's the same with a lot of the people that I work with. I've been working with them for years, like Roke. I've been with them for years and almost every single one of them came with like, just we're so excited and whatever you want to do, if you want to just be by yourself and like keep it to yourself and not travel and not be a part of the season, then we hundred percent support that. If you want to come to some of the events and do, do more things with us, then we hundred percent support that. And would love to have you be a part of whatever that you want to be a part of. And like, I I couldn't ask for better support than that. And I 
honestly, I think I need to keep myself busy. So I'm like, yeah. sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do shit together. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I have all the time right now. Yeah. I love that. So, but it was, it was really, really cool. I, I am really grateful. I feel like I've chosen, I've chosen well with yeah. the people that I work with. And I have a personal relationship with yeah, almost every single every single company and sponsor. I don't feel like it's like a sponsorship. I feel like it's more of a partnership that yeah. we have at this point. So it's it was very cool. I I was really relieved how everyone took it. You know, Annie, it's it's really uh inspiring and important what you did though. And I, I don't think we can underscore that enough. I mean, you know, you're the pinnacle of the sport, but I, you know, I just think of all the young women coming behind you that, you know, if you were scared to call your sponsors <laughs> and tell them, I can only imagine what those that have never stood on the podium feel like. And so you're, you're paving that way for them. And, you know, I, as a dad of daughters, thank you. Cause that's, um, it's so important that oh. somebody stands up and says, this is important and, and others will follow. And it, it just, that's a great example. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm sure that the response from the community at large has also been like overwhelmingly positive. And I mean, I, I think there was a morning chalk up article that literally said like the queen of CrossFit is giving us an air, (laughs) like no pressure, but you're a big deal. Feels like a baby into the biggest family in the world. You know, it does feel like it. It's, (laughs) it's insane. Like, yeah, it's insane. I am so happy. I don't know what I was expecting, but a lot of people just see me as this machine that just competes and goes and goes and goes. And that is who I am. But this is definitely going to be a little bit of a different, different project. And the way the community took it and the messages I've been getting and it is absolutely, it is so overwhelming. But I also do feel like I've, I've been in this since 2009. Yeah. And this CrossFit is such a big part of my life. Like, I live and breathe it, and I do feel like this child, no matter what, it is a part of this CrossFit community. Like, totally. No matter what sport it chooses to do in the future, for the first few years, it's going to be CrossFit. Totally. <laughs> We're going to get the, so. the foam PVC baby barbells, like all that stuff. <laughs> Well, and the, and the yes. truth is, in the first three or four years, it's going to be the ideal height. So that's even better. Oh, <laughs> short jokes. Yeah. You never know. Oh, my word. I mean, can you believe you're going to be a mom? Like, does that sound weird to you? It sounds so weird to me. And especially after I made it, like, official, once I made that post, mm-hmm. I was, I think I said it, like, five or ten times to Frederick every single day after I'm like, Oh my God, we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I am literally growing something in my stomach, which is ridiculous. Like yes. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You it's have an excuse from now on to not do anything he asks. He's like, Hey honey, can you take out the trash? You get to be like, Ooh, you know, I'm, I'm growing an eyeball right now. So I, you're going to, sorry, you're going to have to just take care of that. Are you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> like an ear in development over here and there's some toes coming in so maybe i'll just stay on the couch maybe just wondering it's up to you though whatever you want no i actually think i'm gonna be one of those it's just like at least how it is right now i'm just 
okay, you're ready to go to the gym. I feel like I need to go and do something. Like I need to do something. Totally. <laughs> Play my mind. Totally. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you guys. It's going to be so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a change, but it is, it's going to be so cool. So, John, do you have any uh, words of advice for Annie? You're the only, you're the only parent on the line here. <laughs> Oh, I could, I could talk for hours about what it's like to be a parent. Um, I would just, I don't, all advice I would tell you is just, uh, don't have a ton of expectations. Kids do what they want to do, regardless of what you want. Uh, mine, mine always have, but they've always been a blessing. Like there just never been a moment in, you know, mine are 18 and 16. And in that time, there's never been a moment where I regretted it. I mean, it's, it's literally the greatest, it'll be the greatest journey of your life. So no, I'm expecting that. Yeah, no advice. And just, I know uh, I have no control over what's going to happen. You can just try to do your best. And I think it's funny how many people are like, oh, you're going to have a super baby. It's going to be so athletic, whatever. I'm like, maybe, maybe it'll be very athletic. Maybe it's going to be a super nerd and computers and whatever. Like, sure. And that will happen. I don't think I can control it. <laughs> yeah and who cares at the end of the day happy baby happy life happy family like yeah, that's yeah. all that matters yeah and it's definitely gonna have to learn a lot of languages that's that's one of the things we've also talked about is i'm gonna speak icelandic Eric's gonna speak danish and then english is kind of like the language of the household so we'll see like probably when the kid is about three years old we'll see how intelligent it is <laughs> Because <laughs> either it will know all the languages or you'll be like super confused and know none, none of the languages well. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love that. You know, when English was actually my second language growing up and... Um, really? Yeah. Funny, right? Because I sound totally non... I had to get rid of my accent in college because of like being on the news and being on local news and had to like take like non-regional diction classes and things like that. But um, coming from a dual language household has been really like helpful in the weirdest places in life. So I think that's, I think that's pretty rad. Well, see, I'm from Mississippi. So hillbilly was my first language. Right. And so. surprisingly, you have all your teeth. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. Oh my God. My daughters speak hillbilly though. They're really, I've taken them to Mississippi every year. They speak fluent hillbilly. They're oh, great fancy, at it. Fancy. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, Annie, we, we really appreciate you being on. This has been uh, such a, a, a thrill for me and, and for uh, Nikki. Yeah. Um, and you know, we Thank wish you, you the, we wish you the best. It's going to be the most exciting time of your life i know i know winning the crossfit games is probably pretty cool uh, but uh, tr- trust me when i tell you this is going to top it no doubt in my mind so congratulations <laughs> thank you all right i appreciate well, th- it thanks for the talk oh thank you so it's much for so being fun on to be able to talk about this in public like to talk about this <laughs> I bet. well thank you thank you so much to uh to everyone listening we we appreciate uh you guys being on tonight and we will talk to you all soon